Words from the Hills, reconfigure your life, change your heart, and prepare you for all that God has destined you to be. Welcome to the Hills Church. Um, good morning, welcome to the Ecclesia Hills. Um, let's put our hands together for Pastor Nigel. Us a word. Hallelujah. It's uh, really a pleasure to be here. Pastor Mo is a brother. We've been, we've been together for years and we've been through things. And I bless God for what he's doing for every one of you who are here. I know that nobody will be here if they didn't have a certain hunger they were yearning for in God. And it's important that you find the right place to express it and just open your heart. I feel such a gentle presence of God here this morning and I just want as we're praying about praying for one another if we just hold hands I feel God wants to declare it's a song I just want to sing over us that he will bring his peace upon every person I feel there are some storms that are raging in people that need to be stilled by the hand of God my peace I give unto you It's a peace that the world cannot give It's a peace that the world cannot understand it's a peace to know And it's a peace that I give My peace I give unto you My peace, my peace I give unto you It's a peace that the world cannot give. It's a peace that the world cannot understand. It's a peace you know. It's a peace that I give, my peace I give unto you. I give you my joy, my joy I give unto you. It's a joy that the world cannot give. It's a joy that the world cannot understand. It's a joy you need to know. It's a joy that I give, my joy I give unto you. So Father, we thank you because the only thing we desire is that you embrace and just hold us in your arms. In your arms there's comfort, in your arms there's wholeness, in your arms there's assurance. As you hold us this morning, Lord, we receive life afresh. We receive your touch, your healing touch. Memories are healed, hearts are mended. In the name of Jesus we pray. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Every time you come to the house of God, it should be a time of engagement. 
it's not something you should do out of road where you just come to mark the register you must come with an expectation that you will touch God and God is always ready to touch if you will only receive so please every time you it doesn't matter whether you go to Catholic or anywhere I can enter any church I can even enter Sele and be blessed yes find God I won't go. <laughs> but prepare your hearts when you come because it just takes one thing that can cause a whole shift in your life hallelujah this morning um, I'm supposed to be talking about made clean I hope I get there <laughs> <laughs> If I deviate, just follow me. I'm going somewhere. <laughs> but there, there are a couple of things that are on my mind. And, you know, we live in very interesting and very dramatic times. And it's very easy to get lost in the day-to-day -day, um, existence that can suck life out of you. So it's, it's good we're talking about refreshing because... You have to be able to reset at every point. Life is not static, it's very dynamic. And you come into situations that can just suck the life out of you and you need to know how. Living a life of faith, a victorious life, has been turned on its head because what it means is living above situations and circumstances. But we've turned it into faith being, calling every material thing to your life and being okay. But trust me, even if you have everything around you, God will shake that. Because your confidence can't be in the things you have. It says, life doesn't consist of the things you eat and drink and the things you have. It's about joy, righteousness, peace, joy in the Holy Ghost. That's what gets you through situations. So this morning, two scriptures I want to anchor this on. Um, John 15, 3. And Ephesians 5.26 and I'll use mostly the Amplified but I'll use NKJV for John 15.3 and John 15.3 says you are already clean because of the word which I have spoken to you if you go to Ephesians 5.26 and I want the Amplified version of that if you start from 25 it says husbands love your wives as Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her so that he might sanctify her having cleansed her by the washing of water with the word in these two scriptures you will see both keep talking about the cleansing comes by the word another reason why you can't afford to let circumstances ride over you is that and in our group we were talking about uh, someone talked shared about how you you reach out to friends and i asked the question i said if you don't find anybody because there are times you will not see nobody and you have to be able to generate remember david in second samuel 30 says when he and his men came back to ziklag they found it burned to the ground and all their wives and children taken away and he says they cried and wept a grown man to cry it's not a it's not a small something they cried, it says, till they had no strength left in them. But it says David encouraged himself in the Lord. And if you have a cross-reference Bible, you see it to take you to one of the Psalms where it says, remember the things the Lord had done. It's the word. That's what will always give you strength. That's what will always bring you back. It might just be one, one verse that will arrest you and help you back. So you see that in both scriptures that the word is the common theme. And I, I broke it down if you, if you look at John 15, 3, the word, word there is logos. The Greek word there is logos. But when you get to Ephesians 5, the word there is rema. They both mean word, but they have different dimensions and connotations. I'm sure Pastor Mo would have talked about that, so I won't go there. But a rema speaks of a spoken or active word that can shift things. The logos is the written word, which is also Christ. 
it's an existential word that brings things to being but the rema can create and change dimensions so for me it is very instructive in that efficient scripture that it is the word rema used there and I, I broke that scripture down a bit more with the word water there you know when you think of water you say you clean so if you want to wash a dirty plate you use water so you are washed and cleaned by water but when I looked at what that word the Greek word there it speaks of a deluge so you can take dripping water it's still water but this speaks of a deluge that speaks of a mighty rushing stream of water so that tells me the kind of rema you're talking of is you need to immerse yourself in the word the kind of the word that brings cleansing and sanctification is the kind where you are dipped in it steeped in it it just surrounds you continually so again back to refreshing one of the things you can do is have scriptures just playing in the background it changes the atmosphere around you just play audio just keep praying the scriptures even when you're asleep you'll be shocked you wake up with a scripture you have to actively find ways to override the environment the environment cannot override you if not you're done you're done Psalm 119 verse 9. It says, How can a young man cleanse his way? It says, By taking heed according to your word. It always comes back to the word. The Bible says, Jesus is the word, He's the way, He's the truth, and He's the life your depth in the word is what will carry you through seasons you can be great worshipers if you're not strong in the word things will blow you away and worshipers are the first to be blown because that's enemy territory the enemy was the chief worshiper so you are trying to threaten him he will take you out so fast you won't understand what happened psalm 24 i'm just building using scriptures Take it from verse 3 to 5. It says, Who shall go up into the mountain of the Lord? Or who shall stand in his holy place? It says, It is he who has clean hands and a pure heart, who has not lifted himself up to falsehood, or to what is false, nor sworn deceitfully. It says, He shall receive blessing from the Lord and righteousness from the God of his salvation. In today's world, we see a Christianity that is seemingly powerless and makes a mockery of God and his power. And many would question the potency of Christianity, especially in Nigeria. In fact, someone who's very prophetic came into this country and said, she landed on ground and said what she senses about Nigeria is Nigeria is Christianity is like 10 miles wide and one inch deep. Another said she came in, one South African lady, very, very discerning, and she said what she saw was like Nigeria's Christianity was like one fat boba without arms and legs, just defecating on himself. It's not a pretty picture. But yet, there's no street you go to in this country. In fact, here, there, as I went to the bathroom, there's one upstairs, there's another at the back. There are just churches everywhere. Yet, the corruption level is like, it's a problem. The real issue for me is, people are not made clean because God can only use vessels that are prepared for him. So the issue is not God and his power. The issue is access. People don't have access because his ways are set and cast. They can't be shifted. So if you don't measure up, you can't access. No matter how much you form. So that's why the scripture talks about they have a form of godliness without the power. That's what we see. 
we have to be a generation that reaches out to God and expresses God and it's not about church in fact one thing has been clear to me in the last two years the move of the big church is over church is you and I it's outside the walls of where we are it's about where we go what you carry that the, the unction you carry you don't even have to speak and things happen I work in a multinational company many people there don't know I'm a pastor when they do meet me they hear maybe they when I was in TPH they will come there and see me they say ah we didn't know your pastor I don't I don't answer the name by their fruits you should know them so too many people are too focused on titles you begin to pray well they say pastor it's not by that now you give a prophet they say prophet <laughs> be very careful because prophets go through the most difficult times with God he prepares them he takes them through things if you read the Bible you see that Jeremiah was walking around naked Hosea went to marry Asheo. Isaiah had to lie on his side for how many days? And then lie on the other side because God was using him to speak. The dealings they go through because God will take them through the things. They are signed prophets. He will take you the, through the things he wants to bring to pass. And it's not something you take lightly and just because you gave one word you feel, eh, please be careful. You are prophetic. If you are not a prophet, don't send yourself where God didn't send you. Because in this age, the hand of God is strong upon those who are ready. He says in Joel that in the last days, he will pour out of his spirit upon all flesh. He says young men, old women, men will prophesy dreams all over the place. So it won't be, it will be normal, it will be default. So don't think you're special. Just flow with what God is using. Find your place in him and do what you need to do. You're meant to go around and affect people. You don't need to go to a crusade to be healed. You walk like Peter and John and you see someone and you say, rise and walk. That's what we're meant to do. But you can only get into that dimension when you have touched God. So there is a demand on Christians today to come into the place of righteous standing with God to be able to properly express him because the world is mad right now everywhere there's a video someone sent out of a school in I don't know whether it was Canada or US two 11 year olds Satan worshippers determined that they were going to kill as many people in their school as possible so that they could meet Satan so they took knives and all kinds of implements and hid in the bathroom and they were going to start with the younger children who couldn't struggle and they were going to slice as many as they could and they would meet Satan they had this plan over the weekend and came to school on Monday thankfully the teacher saw them hiding and that's how they caught them the police chief was clear in what he said he said these guys were going to do it 10-11 we live in a very mad world and you can't function normally so get with the program but you cannot confront those kinds of things by just should we do we do prayer you need to be people who are empowered you don't wait for a pastor you speak and things happen you decree a thing and it is established because you carry something we need to wake up to what we carry the bible says greater is he that is in you he didn't say in the pastor or the bishop he said in you than what is in the world so we need to rise up and begin to express that thing it's got nothing to do with your title it's got everything to do with your heart your willingness and your ability to apprehend what god has put out there for you now this thing about cleansing it's not just about prayer and you know cleansing is painful now if you read john 15 it talks about 
if you have of the branches and if you if you if, if there are branches that are not fruitful he will cut them off and cast them away but the ones that are fruitful he will prune them and if you are a plant you will know how painful pruning is but in our own dimensions what happens is when you're fruitful he will take you through things that will break seemingly break you because if you if you study anything about the vine the vine is a very lush plant that grows very it's very uh, prolific it just has a lot of branches and it just weighs down and sags and it begins to drag in the in the mud now the the, the fruitfulness of the vine is important that it's not dusty and all that so they have to trim it like you trim a hedge to make sure it's more prolific if you neglect to do that the plant will die and it will not be fruitful that process is always painful but the end game that scripture says is that you might be more fruitful so when we're talking being cleansed it's not just about you pray lift up your hands and god just wash over me eh -eh. he will put the word and put you through the word and the result is that you'll be able to handle things what is the whole story about job that's what it is job didn't do anything just sitting down serving god doing everything he was so i love the man he said his children they were party guys they were always going to quillox every time they were whole party in this one house next day they go to that party he says the man would perform a sacrifice in case they sinned he didn't even wait for them he was that focused on god but yet disaster happened to him now I, I like to read scripture with a very fertile mind when you read that scripture you don't really appreciate what he went through it says one day some servant comes and says all your cattle were taken except and all the servants were killed except me he didn't say another day he says as that one was going another one comes so the whole calamity happened in one day. He lost everything and all his children in one day. All the problems you think you have, <laughs> you don't have a problem. The most challenging thing for me in scripture is that job. Because after all that has happened, he just gets up, lies down before God. He says, the Lord gives and he takes away. Blessed be that's madness his temporary insanity it challenges me because you by the first one you would have said you'll be rolling on the floor his mindset is one who stayed on god and what wraps it up for me about job is if you look at job 23 i think it's 9 10. he says i sought the lord I look for him on the left, on the right, where he usually is. But he's hiding. But in verse 10, he says, Whichever way I go, I know that I will come out as gold. So it's not about whether I see God. It's I have a confidence in him that no matter what happens, I will come out shining. In fact, I like the Amplified. It says um, something about... Um, refined pure gold pure and luminous that's very precious so he knows that you see we must seek you see the gospel we, we we have today is so rooted in ease we just want to aspire to get so the whole you say labor to enter into rest so your own idea of rest is i have car house one in lagos one in to buy one in new york i travel every year my children go to which school do you want to put here in lagos yes and they go there you just travel when they go abroad they go abroad to school that's your idea of rest it's a faulty one because when god shakes the thing not if when he will shake it and your root is like the man who built his house on sand just fall apart What it is meant to be is that you stand in faith and no matter what comes at you, you come out as gold. 
Many times you come out as gold with only the clothes on your back, but you have joy. Because life does not consist in all you have. For some of us, there were days back then when we had only two shirts and whatever. You will study, meticulously wash the one, wear, wash the one, wear one. Then when you have ten, you'll be late to church because you couldn't even know which one to choose. See problem. You've forgotten the good days when there was no choice. Is this one? <laughs> There's no choice. Is this is what you wear? <laughs> you didn't need to think. Then you'll be early to church. Now, when uh, there's choice now, it's like, ah, I'm confused. You have problems. <laughs> so, cleansing can be a painful process. But it is what God uses to bring out the gold in us. Let's look at Psalm 105. The character of Joseph for me has been a pathway in my life. I pattern my life after Joseph from an early point in my Christianity. God just gave me that as a, as a, as a pattern. And it has helped me so much in so many ways. But one of the things that when you look at the story of Joseph, he went through, again like Job, unnecessary stress that didn't make sense. You get up, it's not your fault your father favored you and gave you a coat of many colors. It's not your fault that your brothers are bad guys and you are straight. But they conspire to kill you. And then just say, okay, out of mercy, let's just sell him. That is very traumatic to be rejected by your family. That to the point where they wanted to kill him, your own flesh and blood. It's painful to be rejected and cast away into a land, an unknown land, as a slave. You have no rights as a slave. Zero. If they say, go this way, in those days, you had a child in your master's house, the child belonged to your master. But yet, I see a constant refrain, and God was with him. In Potiphar's house, he had such favor that is uncommon. As a slave, you have no rights. So, how on earth will Potiphar entrust his wealth to this slave? But he says, Potiphar said, I don't know anything I have except this I'm eating and what I'm wearing. That means he was Potiphar's investment banker, everything. If he wanted to wreck Potiphar, he could easily do it. He said, you do me, I will show you. And when it was an easy thing when his wife hit on him to say, you know what, I just tell Potiphar, if you don't behave, you lose the money. Choose your wife or your money. And Potiphar were lying. But he had a fear of God. And you see the trajectory God took him through. Now, when I've always studied that scripture, when I finally came across Psalm 105, it blew my mind. But if we take it from verse 17, Psalm 105, verse 17, it talks about putting a famine in place. He broke the staff of their bread. And then in 17, he says, He sent a man before them, Joseph, who was sold as a slave. So they, they hurt his feet with fetters. He was laid in irons. In fact, the Amplified says that the, the iron entered his soul. You know, in, in Genesis, you don't see that he was in chains. You just see him walking around in the prison. You don't know that he was chained. It was brutal. Yes, he had fever, but he was still a prisoner. It says in 19, until the time that his word came to pass since the lord of the the word of the lord tested him then the king sent and released him the ruler of the people let him go free and he made him lord of his house and ruler of all his possessions so when you read the story of joseph what we all see is he was prime minister of egypt what was the road to that 
place. It was a hard road. And here, it didn't say his brothers sold him. It says the Lord sent him. And the way of sending is not to come as a prince. It's to go through hard times. So trust me, cleansing is not a pretty process, but it's a needful process. You cannot avoid it. If you try to avoid it and go into a life of ease, you will crash when the time comes. Because at the time when his brothers came, it didn't cost Joseph anything to say, you guys, I will show you. See, I told you about start lying down now. Roll on the floor, roll on the floor. Or imagine that all through the time he was prime minister, Potiphar would have, when Potiphar comes, he will bow down because they said he was next to Pharaoh. So that's him, Potiphar's wife. Ha <laughs> ha. They say, you have come for state dinner. Oh yeah, come here, kneel down. Just, I'm planning what to do with you. He could easily have done that. But when his brothers came and they were afraid when they knew who he was, he says, don't blame yourselves. He says, what you meant for evil, the Lord has turned to good. It, don't, it takes one who has been through the meal and understands God not to take exact vengeance. So trust me. He says the things you hear will judge you. As you are hearing me say this thing today, you are all going to enter into that season of cleansing from now. Trust me. Don't shy away from it. Through the season, pray for grace. Pastor, no, Momo knows what I'm talking about. There are some seasons you cannot do anything. You cannot say or do anything. There's nobody to help you. Only God. When you check and you know, I didn't sin. The only thing you can do is pray for grace. Because His grace is sufficient. The scripture will quote in Jeremiah that His thoughts towards you are thoughts of good. I know that scripture is a rema to me. There was a time in my life where, in fact, two scriptures. In my organization, there was so much going on and you are being accused of things that we didn't do. And I'm like, ah. the more you try to explain, nobody could, you, you couldn't be believed. And you are wondering, ah, can't you see? In fact, there was one, I was going to get married. And then, I went to the bank to pick up money for the company salaries. Then I passed by from the bank. I just passed by two minutes, dropped a card and came back to my car and drove. They had, robbed, they had stolen the money from the boat. I didn't know. What would I say? How would I be believed that everybody knew I was trying to plan wedding and I needed money? Let me say money. I needed the money. Where do you start from? Nobody will say anything to you, but you know, they are looking at you. What do you say? How do you handle that? Who do you talk to? That's why I'm saying there are real seasons that come that there's nobody to help you. Two scriptures help me through those kinds of seasons. One, I think it's in Psalm 30. It says, hide me, Lord, in your pavilion from the strife of tongues. And the revelation God gave me is like tongues are like knives that cut at you. That you pray for him to hide you and cover you from those slashing tongues that will cut at you. Cut at your character. Cut at your integrity. And the second is the one in Jeremiah. That his thoughts towards you are thoughts of good, not of evil. To give you a hope, a future, and an expected end. It won't look like it. Every day you wake up, the matter is getting worse. You are being accused of something you didn't do. And everything is stacked against you. You are set up. There's nowhere to go but God. You can run around, you know, in the physical. We'll try and get favor. He has this person. <laughs> if you've been there, you will understand what I'm saying. Nobody. <laughs> if at the more you try to talk, it's as if you are putting yourself in trouble. We are coming into a season where, particularly about this country, you know, when I got transferred to Abuja, I kept asking God, I, I, I had an idea, it was to help me take off one, but I knew that beyond that, 
most be a reason. I, I'm not particularly fond of uh, government places. I, I've always known Abuja as a very contaminating spirit. And you don't just go there and feel good. Yeah, there's no traffic here. So <laughs> they are there waiting to. Abuja, if you don't know, is the center of witchcraft in this country. Seriously. Very seriously. Pastor had a, a revelation before he came to Nigeria that it's like there are people who have. A blanket over Abuja that caps anything Christians try to do and they just laugh and say let's see how they rise up you don't go there for play you must go there knowing that this one is life or death you know right here where that is there's a lot of wahala up north I mean I come in contact with people who literally don't know whether that's your last day but they are going to worship God anyway. If we are faced with it, many of us will just recant immediately. Where we are as a nation, and that's where the burden has been coming, to understand that it's not about corruption and no corruption or whatever. That's not The issues are very deep in our country. It's going to take people who are yielded and committed to stand, to move things. You don't have to be in government, but you have to have a burden. You know, everybody's talking 2019, but nine months ago, it was like I was saying it's beyond 2019. Don't even be looking there. If there's no election, I won't be surprised. Because the scripture God put in my heart is Joshua, before he took Jericho, was walking around Jericho and came across the angel of the Lord. And he says, who are you? Are you for us or against us? He said, neither. We always have a two-dimensional view of battles. It's a three-dimensional view. There are two opponents and God. You must check where God's view is. It might align with one of the two. It might not. Us Christians are so focused. You know, I find it amusing. To think that we're tired of worry and Atiku is a solution. We, are, we have gone, we have gone. Because I say to people, I'm not looking at APCP, but you have to support your party. Sha. When Jonathan and Buari were, were, were contesting, I said to people, yeah, everybody's tired of Jonathan, you feel this and that. What is APC's plan? They couldn't tell me, just let's just get him out of there. I'm saying, eh, eh, it's not about. People argued with me. We had hot arguments in my office. They said, let's just get him out. He needs to go. I said, I don't have a problem with anything. What are you replacing him with? What is the plan? At the time, APC didn't have a manifesto. I said, I can point to who the economic team for PDP will be. Show me who in APC. You couldn't. I said, November the year before the election, in February, they didn't really have it together. You had people like Dele Momodu, who was not in APC, part of their, they had, they published a team of people who are working on things. But to Tommy then was not really, you had people who are just working with them. So I remember an article in the punch that said, they don't have a manifesto, they are still, they are showing the ACN manifesto with the typographical errors as at November. So, Buhari comes in. Everybody's happy. Within one year, people are changing mouth. So, as at this point, it's now like, let's just get him and bring somewhere. I'm saying, you have started again. Is it about bring somebody else? What are you bringing? And then, it is Atiku we're bringing. You know, so that if you hear they arrested me, I know I. <laughs> For me, the issue is not the people. The issue is what is God saying? It beats me to think that we will get up and say, well, this is the solution. Let's get him out and bring this one. Then you hear people say, eh, if he messes up, we vote him out again. I don't have four years to wait. I do not. I've prayed and said, God, anybody who will rise over his wrong person, kill him. 
that's my own don't allow someone come there that will take us back if it's your will bring the person if it's not you know so we need to learn to stop playing games i remember the american american election how many of you have heard of um hank kuneman in the year the election was 2016 in february they hadn't done the primaries and i saw him on sid roth's show and he asked him who he had seen a vision of who would be president and everyone was asking so who will be he says everybody is so encumbered about the who it is not the who it is the what what does god want and whoever aligns with what god wants is the person so we always have it wrong and I don't care who comes in. My own is the person must have the fear of God in him and be ready to carry out God's mandate. I don't care who you are. I don't believe you have to be a Christian because Cyrus in Isaiah 45 says he was a God says he's my servant whose hand I have held. If you read Ezekiel, you will see where God said, Ah, that I'm going to destroy Egypt. I'll give them to Nebuchadnezzar as a reward. I didn't reward him the time he did serve me. Nebuchadnezzar. The deep things of God, they go beyond what we see. God's design, you know, so I detest Trump. But I know that he, God put him there. My, my own problem is, God, I know, yes, you put him there, but he's too obnoxious. And your name is carried in different ways. But guess what? The issue is, God puts him there carry out his agenda you remember nebuchadnezzar he worshipped god when daniel was there he said worship the god of daniel but when he messed up god just turned him into a beast but kept the throne and brought him back after seven years you see the way god works is not the way we think his ways are not our ways so us christians in this country have to get up and understand what god is saying and stop getting emotional Stop getting into discussions that you know nothing about. There are things going above your head you don't know. There are deep covenants that have been made over this nation. There are people I know who, are, who have been going to places and praying, breaking certain things because of what is to come. That if we are going to move, they have to break them. So we are here just worrying about car, house, rent. Uh, don't worry it. I need you to understand that time is short and if you're going to be who God has called you to be you will go through you probably have been going through it and not recognized you need to go through with it with a sense of understanding because what you hope for and aspire to will never come never until you've gone through the meal it is not possible to attain the level in God just like that. Even Jesus, the Bible says he learned obedience by the things he suffered in Hebrews 8.5 or 5.8, one of the two. He learned obedience. You be learned by suffering. If he could do that, who are you? Don't ever think you will ever get anything so easy. You just be there and you just say, I love you, Lord, and everything will come and say, wait, it happen. I was reading scripture the other day that began to this second thing in my mind that began to really shift my mind in the way things should be we go through pressures sometimes that make us think less of ourselves or that we're not really able to ever become anything if you look at philippians 4 philippians 4 9 I read that scripture and I began to think about Paul. It says, The things which you learned on the line learned and received on the line received and heard on the line heard and saw on the line saw in me. It says, These do, and the God of peace will be with you. Amplified says, Practice what you have learned and received and heard and seen in me and model your way of living on it and the god of peace of untroubled undisturbed well-being will be with you 
this is a very bold statement for a person to make because what he's saying is don't even look at the bible look at me and everything i do do because he says what you learned received and heard and saw in me that means his life is a reflection of what he's been talking about in today's world is do as i say not as i do what he's saying is do as i do it's a bold statement that very few people can make this is the result of one who has been clean made clean and when you see paul he says i do not come with enticing words of man's wisdom but i come with a demonstration of power he doesn't have to work it just being himself is power that is the end game that's why i say we don't have time to waste in it's not you get up and you need to crank yourself like samson he says samson would get up and, and then the spirit will come upon you or elisha will say bring me a minstrel to play and then the spirit will go. this one is the spirit is in you you crank it up you express it the word had worked in paul to the point where he became a vessel that could be expressed that's why at the end he says i've run my race he says absent from the body is being present with god i'm confused whether to go this way or that for him anyone works we we are still worrying will i go to heaven like the man was just like let me just go okay just because of you let me stay <laughs> that's one who has really been walked through the word let's look at daniel 6 because it's important you can see characters in the bible paul you can say paul is not a normal somebody <laughs> because he was seeing third heaven <laughs> We are still trying to see this guy. He's in third heaven. In Daniel 6, verses 4 and 5, amplified, it says, Then the presidents and the satraps sought to find occasion to bring accusation against Daniel concerning the kingdom. It says, But they could find no occasion or fault, for he was faithful, nor was there any error or fault found in him. It says, Then said this wise man, we shall not find any occasion to bring accusation against this Daniel except we find it against him concerning the law of his God. That is a powerful testimony that you search and you can't find anything. And this is before Christ. You have no excuse. If you've been fighting the word trying to cleanse you stop fighting it won't it won't be like two fighting you need to let him work in you because he can only use you if you are prepared properly a vessel unto honor is one that has been passed through the process and can be used he will never use one he doesn't trust it's like saying you want to give someone Make someone treasurer who you don't know his integrity around money. You won't. You won't. And if you remember the story of Daniel, it says, after they passed a law, they got the king to sign a law. Because when, when, when they looked at it, they said, the only way you can trap him is concerning his law or his faith. So they now went to the king and said, Oh, king, you know, like area boys, you are the best thing that happened to this country. If nobody serves you, you are God. And they said, if I just say for the next 30 days, nobody should worship anybody but you. Only you, father. <laughs> and the king signed the decree. And it says, Daniel, when he knew they had signed, not that he heard, he knew. He now went home. And he prayed as he would pray with his windows open three times a day he would lift his prayer up and they were watching with video camera to say see evidence oh he was not mindful of what they would say because for him 
you know when when we need to take time to read scripture there are three characters in the bible that really challenge me joseph daniel and david all of them were in their teens because in daniel 1 he says when they they wanted to feed them he says daniel purposed in his heart that he would not defile himself that means he counted the cost you don't say no to the king because when he said that did you not say ah you want to kill me because the king gave an instruction you must carry it if not you die so that daniel he was not a priest he was not a levite yet he's listed as one of the major prophets go think that that's why i said being a prophet is not by title it's by the dealings outside the book of revelations daniel's book is the one book that speaks of the end times so accurately one thing that blew my mind that's why i said today everybody is aspiring to be an apostle prophet evangelist this and that and we miss the point we are meant to have the spirit of god working in us when i read through this because we are going through a series of teachings on the, we felt in, in abuja to go through the holy the gifts of the holy spirit not just learning about the gifts because it's like god wants to do things he's he wants to equip people to be able to do exploits and you need the fullness of the spirit to take on what is ahead of you and what struck me the most was his when you list the major prophets you talk isaiah you talk jeremiah you talk daniel you talk ezekiel then the lesser ones who say those were prophets by profession daniel was not a prophet he was not even a levite he was not even a priest but yet the downloads he got are uncommon and what i found the answer because when he would he says he will set himself to pray towards god the angel would come and say oh daniel beloved of the lord because you are beloved i have come to bring understanding it had nothing to do with his gift as a prophet or anything it had to do with this is one who is beloved who is trusted and then when the angel came and said for 21 from the day you set yourself to pray 21 days ago the answer was sent but i faced contention so he did not bring prophecies because he was a prophet he brought because he was beloved of god that should be your aspiration stop looking about i want to be pastor i want to be this i feel the need to warn you guys you guys are a good worship team <laughs> but be very careful because while we're worshiping i've been hearing a sound and i feel god saying if you will set yourself aside and seek me i will bring you to the place where you will hear your own sound because every time you come into an environment there's something god there's the heavens are they have their own dimensions and all the drama you do here is drama except you can tap into what they're doing there it says we join the angels to sing if you are singing one song and they're singing another song you've missed it one of the things god has helped me church i go to in abuja the presence that comes down is not play people don't see angels anyhow i'm like i want to see too now i've not seen nothing now <laughs> but there's a place when we come together corporate worship is meant to bring god down it's not just to feel a time okay we do it it's about bringing god down and you can only do that when your heart is open to him when he trusts you just stroll in whenever you come you just take the stage he can come down just was it last week or two weeks ago we we're having service it was to be prayer and the worship was just going for the person who came to pray that's where i understood that scripture that the the glory came down the it's not we didn't see smoke oh. i'm not saying just the glory but the ministers couldn't stand to minister the person was trying to pray he couldn't pray at the point he started laughing because you want to pray the worship the fact the worship just go <laughs> you just go everybody will just be and we're few if we were more than 20 i'll be surprised 
open yourselves to God. Because there are things, you see, don't ever bother about numbers. Don't ever bother about numbers. Bother about that one. If he's here, you will draw people. When he comes down, it will draw people. It's not about people. It's about God. So get your priorities right. As I wrap up, I felt spraying all night and the word kept coming. Dislodge. Dislodge. And I, I don't still quite understand, but I feel what God wants to do is he wants to dislodge things in our minds that are hindering us. You see, Corinthians talks about the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they are mighty through God to pull down strongholds and bring into obedience every thought. The battle is always in the mind. And if you lose it in the mind, you've lost it totally. But if you win it in the mind, even when you don't see, things change. A lot of um, motivational speakers will talk about positive thinking and positive, positive confession. Those are all bastardizations of the real thing. When you speak in faith, through faith, not I claim it, I claim it, I claim it, because you want it. When God says to you, this is what he's going to do, and you stand on his word in trust, in spite of what you see, he says he calls those things that be not as though they are and he made us in his image that means we have the ability to create things where there's nothing that's why your words are very powerful very very powerful and you must be mindful of what you say nigeria is where it is my belief because of the things we've said one minute you'll be saying hey, Nigeria is great. Then the next minute we are just a useless country. In fact, I need to go. How will it ever rise up? How? Be careful what you say over your children. In a moment of anger, you can cancel blessings that God has laid on one. Because you are in a, an authority figure over that child's life. And what you say stands. If you say the wrong thing, it will stand. Many of our generations, you know, we're African, so you don't even have to go far. You can be father, grandfather, guidance to something. So some things have been said over many of us. But if you find a parent who prays over you, um, what's her name? Uh, Helen Baylor. I don't know if you've heard her. She had a song, I Have a Praying Grandmother. She was into drugs. Her life was messed up. Her husband now was happy, a supplier said one day she was in front of the TV her grandmother continued to pray on her knees for her and one day she had got arrested by a TV program and she, she made that song says I have a praying grandmother there are many women who are praying over their children that's what saves some of us never say things in a moment of anger be careful what you say over your child or anyone who you are in authority over whether it's as a boss now i see some bosses and i shake my head you just go ballistic and just abuse someone i mean come on what goes around comes around so i had this lodge and i feel there's something god wants to do today in everybody's heart and the scripture that came to my mind later was James 1.21. James 1.21 says, So get rid of all uncleanness and the rampant outgrowth of wickedness. And in a humble, gentle, modest spirit, receive and welcome the word which implanted and rooted in your hearts contains the power to save your souls I want us to open our hearts I don't know what God wants to do I don't know what your issues are I just know that it means some people have 
being like Israel at the cusp of the promised land and they are not able to cross over because of certain blocks and it's like God says I want to dislodge them to allow you so I don't know but I know that God doesn't do things arbitrarily and it's up to you how you receive what he wants to do I want you to shut your eyes and focus on God.